Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Here we go across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen. Thursday night, Eagles back to work. We, of course, are live every Thursday night at Screwballs in King of Prussia. Great sports bar. Uh, get out on Thursday night. It's our countdown to kickoff uh, tonight here on Thursday night at Screwballs. We will, of course, be uh, talking about Andy Reid and the return uh, to the link. Also now added to that list, John McMullen. Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, uh, signing that or getting ready to or will sign tomorrow a one-day contract so he can officially re- uh, re- or retire rather uh, as a Philadelphia Eagle, and fittingly so. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense with Andy uh, coming in. Obviously, uh, the greatest years of, of Shady's career happened uh, under Andy Reid here in Philadelphia. Ultimately went uh, for a little time, had a reunion in Kansas City where he didn't play a lot, but he won his first Super Bowl ring uh, with Andy Reid in Kansas City. So they got to that uh, uh, Lombardi Trophy together. Um, and ultimately goes out of winter too because he was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Obviously, again, not a major part of the team. But after a great individual career, finishes it with two Super Bowl rings. Now he'll retire as a Philadelphia Eagle, and he'll be honored on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, tomorrow before practice, he's going to talk to the media. So, Shady McCoy, franchise's all-time leading rusher. You know, maybe you saw Monday night Krause and he saw Miles Sanders get two carries and said, all right, that's it for me. Nobody runs the ball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, good. Uh, perhaps. Uh, n- not sure on not sure on that, uh, Johnny Mack, but uh, good stuff. Good, uh, good thought. Um, good to see. Uh, glad to see uh, LaShawn and, of course, Andy Reid will talk about about that uh, in a moment. Let's jump into, and I don't want to get lost in in some of the external noise that's creating conversation all over the market before uh, we jump into the team went back to work today, uh, practice, set the table for us, John, so we understand it. 
full practice today? Who's in? Who's out? What did you see when you had a chance to observe the, the little bit that you did see? Yeah, a full practice today. So back to uh, normal in advance of Sunday's game after scaling back to a walkthrough yesterday on a short week. It was interesting. Um, the injury report is not out yet. It'll be out in a few minutes. We are uh, taping this at about uh, uh, four, a little bit after four in the afternoon. So that should be out relatively soon. Um you know, the big story today was yesterday, and I kind of created it yesterday, I asked Nick Suriani about uh, his guard situation with Isaac Sayamalo uh, being out for the season. And Brandon Brooks is expected back at some point. So I asked Nick if he wanted to make the move and switch Landon Dickerson from right guard to left guard, which is a little bit more natural of a position for him. He played more of that in college than right guard. Um, and you can situate him there for the entire year because, you know, Isaac's not coming back, whereas Brandon Brooks is coming back. So thought process, in other words, if you keep landing at right guard, you'd have to move a left guard. When Brandon comes back, maybe you want to get that started a little bit earlier. Nick Sirianni said he didn't want to answer that question essentially because he thinks he has – a little bit of a competitive advantage. So the Eagles didn't want us reporting on who's going to start on the offensive line. And they didn't really have to say that because there was, they mixed and matched so many different options. I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to, who they're going to start at left guard and right guard. Uh, so they're playing a little bit of gamesmanship there. But I got to tell you, I don't think Andy Reid or Steve Spagnuolo care. You know, it's going to be from the group of Landon Dickerson, uh, Nate Herbig, Sua Opeta, um, Jack Driscoll. It's going to be two of those four players. I don't think that's going to scare the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just being honest. Football 24-7 with John McMullen, presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to go to statesidevodka.com. Use the keyword, Jacob, like many of our viewers and subscribers, and get 15% off of a one-liter bottle. We suggested yesterday on Football 24-7 that many people were going to Stateside Vodka after the game on Monday, um, <laughs> we go put before. out there a suggestion to go before the game uh, on Sunday. Because if you listen to what your eyes tell you, you're scared to death about Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Not You're not scared of the defense. You're scared of the offense and just how many points they're going to score. Yeah, and I think Kansas City is uh... – Angry team, probably, uh, because, you know, I think if we got to week four and you said the Eagles were going to be one and two, you would say, eh, okay, I'm glad they got one. Uh, now, the way it shook out, people were upset because it looked like they had a really good chance to beat the San Francisco 49ers. They weren't able to do that. Obviously, you want to be more competitive They weren't than they were in Dallas, but I don't think anybody is surprised they lost that football game. The Chiefs, though, 
if I would have told you they would come in one and two, you would have thought I was drinking a little too many stateside vodkas, Krause. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, this is a team that was talking about, they weren't talking about it, but you know, fans in Kansas City media were talking about, could this be the team to go um, 17 and 0? Could this, could they do it? They've lost two games already. So this is a really, really talented team, obviously. They've made the past two Super Bowls. Um, tremendous offensive talent with the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, they can gash you from every different direction. Defense, as you mentioned, has not played well. This is like this is like the bully who called you out at three o'clock in high school and he stubbed his toe. I said twice on the way to the fight. You don't want it, you don't want the angry bully. And the Eagles are not only getting the bully, they're getting the angry bully. And the Eagles also come into this game. And I don't know if this is an accurate statement, and you'll definitely correct me if it's not. But the Eagles come into this game with more uncertainty now than when they went into the Atlanta game to open the season. And that was the key word that we talked about on the way into the start of the season, that phrase or that word uncertainty. They appear to be more uncertain right now than, than the start of the year. Um, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think defensively, we know what they are, I think, defensively now. They're going to play a lot of zone. They're going to rely on their front four. So we kind of know what they're going to do defensively. Um, offensively, I think we don't have any answers on the head coach as a play caller. I don't think we have many answers on the quarterback. Unfortunately, I think we're getting clearer answers on the wide receiver group, uh, which are not positive, um, other than Quez Watkins. Um, the offensive line decimated, again, by injury. Um, more likely than not, they're going to be down three starters. Uh, Jordan Mailata uh, not going to be able to go on Sunday in all likelihood, which is no surprise. So you're going to have Andre Dillard and, again, just speculation. It's going to be one of either two situations at guard. If, if, if Landon Dickerson, who, by the way, is also banged up, he's dealing with a hip injury and wasn't moving well when I saw him walking towards the locker room, uh, he's going to start and play either left guard or right guard. If he plays left guard, I think you're probably going to see Jack Driscoll activated from injured reserve and play right guard. If Landon stays at right guard, I think you'll see Sua Opeta start at left guard. That's that's not as good as having Jordan Mailata, um, Isaac Sayamalo, and Brandon Brooks, to say the least. Back to work, as you said today, Johnny Mack, which means Jalen Hurts was uh... – taken first team as expected because he is the starting quarterback. The question is amongst the noise, how long of a rope or how long of a 
chance does Jalen does Jalen Hurts get before people are looking at each at each other as to whether or not they have to make a change? Is it too premature to for fans to be asking that question already? Yeah, way too premature. I I mean, remember the backup quarterback is an aging veteran. Uh, you're trying to figure out what you have in a very young player who's got seven career starts under his belt. Uh, the Eagles are not a Super Bowl contender. You would typically start talking about making a quarterback move if you thought you had a contender on your hand. You had to do something different. That's not the case here. You want to evaluate the player. Um I think he's going to get the whole season unless it goes completely, completely off the rails. And then way down the road, if that's the case, you might see some Gardner Minshew. And this is all, of course, injuries can change that. But I'm talking about if you're talking about healthy players, um, Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback of this team until um, they decide what to do long term. And that's, you know, we bring up the Deshaun Watson name, doesn't want to play here. So you don't have to bring it up until he changes his mind. You don't even have to have that conversation um, for the draft next year. And obviously that is something to talk about after the season. But, you know, just after week one, I told people they got too excited, settle down. It's going to have some struggles, going to have some hiccups. After week three, I'm going to tell them the same thing. Settle down. He's a young quarterback. He's going to make mistakes. The goal is to figure out, can he correct those mistakes? Can he get better along the way? The And we're live here, of course. Uh, I'm live, rather. Uh, at Screwballs and King of Prussia. It's our Thursday night countdown to kickoff. By the way, if you're from the Philadelphia region and you can make it out to Screwballs tonight, we're giving away four more seats on our bus trip down to Washington uh, on January 2nd. What a great trip it was two years ago. Uh, the bus trip returns, uh, and we're giving away four seats tonight in our 2021 season of experiences across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So for all of our viewers and subscribers, like, share, subscribe. And if you're local, get out to Screwballs on one of these uh, tonight or one of these upcoming Thursday nights. John, there is always that conversation or the point that is made that the head coach needs to put his quarterback in a position to succeed. What does that mean? What does Nick have to do so Jalen can be at his best? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of torn on that. I think you saw Jalen at his best in week one um, against Atlanta. Um, but I'm not sure that's what you want. Um the lack of air yardage we talked about, the lack of throwing the football down the field in that week one. A lot of people gave Nick Sirianni credit for scheming him up, masking those deficiencies. 
Look, if you want your quarter, if you want your coach to mask the deficiencies of your quarterback to that degree, you got to go get a different quarterback. So, from my standpoint, you don't hear about Andy Reid masking the deficiencies of Patrick Mahomes or uh, Matt Lafleur masking the deficiencies of Aaron Rodgers. On and on and on. Bruce Arians isn't talking about limiting Tom Brady, who's you know, 116 years old and still winning Super Bowls. If you have to mask up a mask the deficiencies of the quarterback, scheme up a quarterback, you don't have your quarterback. So if the Eagles feel that way, that's fine. If the Eagles feel that way and they want to get through this season. All right, tell Nick Sirianni that. Let him scheme him up. Go back to the week one mentality with the understanding this is not going to be our quarterback moving forward. We're going to go in a different direction after the season. I don't think the Eagles are at that point. I don't think the Eagles should be at that point. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. As we bring you an update on practice today, they go back to work today, first day of the week in full regalia, in full workout uh, after a unscheduled walkthrough yesterday. What does that mean for the rest of the week, John? Walk through tomorrow? What does it mean? Yeah, well, always Friday. So basically the only thing they shifted around in the short week was Wednesday. Now we're back on a regular schedule. They'll have a walkthrough. Focus Friday, as Nick Sirianni likes to call it. Uh, very small practice, generally about 40, uh, 50 minutes at the most. Um and then, obviously, uh, Saturday, you regroup, and Sunday, uh, you play football at Lincoln Financial Field. So, um, typical game week, except for Wednesday, where they scaled back from the full practice to the walkthrough, and that was because of the Monday night game and them getting back at 5 in the morning on Tuesday. Just felt it was more important uh, to keep the players fresh and ready to go. What do you feel? What do you sense, John, uh, being down at <clears throat> Novacare? You know, you can tell when there's a sway or, you know, when there's a mood change, or does it feel like it's business as normal for this team? Um, I, I think they're uh, a little bit uh, shook after Monday night. More, I would say, the coaching staff than the, than the players. Um I, I do find the players are tend to be in awe of, of certain players, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, most notably. Um, you know, I saw this back when they first uh, started. Um, it was sort of like the pilot for Hard Knocks. Um, and it was they followed uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys – in uh, Minnesota Vikings leading up to a game. And I was covering the Vikings at the time. And I remember watching really good players. Uh, Roy Barker, who ended up being a 10-sack uh, guy in San Francisco. 
being in awe of players like Eric Williams and Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, it was that group of Cowboys. And I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> that's not a good thing uh, to be in awe mm-hmm. of your opponents. I got that same kind of feel uh, from some of the Eagles this week about the Patrick Mahomes is the Tyree kills specifically Travis Kelsey, those three players. That's never a good thing. One of the other storylines, and there's a, there are a few storylines leading into uh, the game on Sunday, Travis Kelsey, as you mentioned, and Jason Kelsey, the brothers get back at it again. Uh, on the same field. I don't know how many times now they've actually ended up playing playing against each other, but two good Kelsey brothers, uh, two good Pro Bowl players, uh, one for the one for the Eagles, one for the Chiefs. One has more Pro Bowl appearances than the other, but they're both great players. Yeah, they are. And uh, it, it's always interesting when the Kelseys get together because they both have such great personalities as well. Uh, real quick, I just got the injury report, though. Uh, Jordan Mailata is the only player who didn't practice, and obviously he's not going to play Sunday, so don't concern yourself with that. Landon Dickerson, I mentioned with the hip. Marcus Epps has a shoulder injury. Lane Johnson's dealing with his ankle. Jason Kelsey, who we just talked about, has a bit of a foot issue. Uh, Rodney McLeod, uh, we know, rehabbing from the knee. Davion Taylor uh, with his calf injury. All those players I just mentioned practiced in full. So even though they're on track. Johnny Mack, when I hear the name, when I hear Lane Johnson, and of course Lane Johnson joins us on the live post-game show every week. When I hear Lane Johnson's name mentioned and I hear ankle, I say, oh, uh uh-oh, but is it just precautionary? What's he dealing with? No, I mean, Lane has been honest, and, you know, it's going to be sore uh, for the rest of his career. Uh, It just is. It it was that type of significant – remember, he had two surgeries. He had a a tightrope surgery, which was – an attempt to get him through last season. It didn't work. And then he had to have essentially a re- more reconstructive surgery. Uh, and he feels much better, but there's always swelling. Um, there's always a little bit of discomfort. So as a veteran player, and as I said, the full practice is an indication he's going to play. They're just trying to manage him sort of like they were doing with Brandon Brooks earlier this season manage him during the week to get him to game day. And that's what you do with veteran players who are a little bit banged up. John, how serious is the Mylotta injury? Um, I, I was told it was the least serious uh, knee sprain. Uh, so you have grade one up to grade four. I always get mixed up. I think grade one is the most least significant. Uh, either way, uh, he has the least significant, so the best kind of knee sprain. Um, but even that is minimum two-week injury. Um, so this will be two weeks. 
you start to look for maybe a possibility of him returning um, week five in Carolina. Um, but it could be a few more weeks depending on how he handles uh, the rehab, the pain, and things like that. But very rarely are you going to come back that quickly from a knee sprain, and certainly not after – you know, the Eagles want to be very protective of Jordan Mailata. They just invested a lot of money in him as the future left tackle. The last thing you want to do is jump the gun, put him back on the field before he's completely healthy. And, oh, by the way, Andre Dillard was one of the few positives uh, in Dallas. Played pretty well. So let him go out there again against Kansas City. Better pass rusher, Frank Clark. Maybe you start to build back up his reputation and maybe you can spin him off at the trade deadline. So maybe it's a silver lining. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. It's our daily or nightly report, depending on when you're consuming content that Johnny is fighting from uh, practice today. Uh, before we uh, jump out of here, Johnny Mack, um, what is your reasonable expectation, you know, of of Sunday? Is there a chance? Will this team be Well, in there's it always a chance. And ha- and have but is there a realistic chance? <clears throat> well, I, I wouldn't bet on it. Let's put it that way. If you're going to say, where am I going to put my money on the money line? It's it's the Kansas City Chiefs, um, but this is this is not college football, where you know certain teams will use Xander's favorite team, Alabama. You know, you know Alabama is going to win certain weeks. Anybody can beat you in the NFL. Everybody's got good players. Um, the Eagles would have to play near a perfect game, do everything correctly, have a good game plan. That game plan better not be to outscore the Kansas City Chiefs um, like Nick Nick Sirianni wanted to do against Dallas. Uh, Don't try that route. Uh, You you probably got to run the football, keep the football out of the hands of Patrick Mahomes in that offense. Um, Really, really small margin for error. Really small. Um, I Yeah. This is just a better team, better coaching, better personnel, superstar quarterback. It's tough. It's a tough road. And, by the way, they're upset and angry over a slow start. Last thought uh, from Johnny Mack. Will they start to use Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz more in this game than they have in the first three? Well, they don't seem to want to throw the ball in the middle of the field. I I thought they got Dallas, had a couple big uh, plays uh, in Dallas, Dallas in Dallas, uh, really Arlington, North Texas. But um, I just don't think they're going to be a high-volume completion team uh, at this stage. And part of that is the quarterback – um, part of that is the way they play offense with all the RPOs. And you're not going to throw many RPOs to tight ends. So 
I don't I don't know if you're gonna see the volume you probably wanna see to the tight ends. Well, just a quick follow-up on that. Then how do you control the ball? How do you control time? How do you manage enough of the game so your defense can not be gassed by the third quarter? Well, Eagles are going to love this, Eagle fans. Turn it back to 1985. Run the football. Run the football and run it successfully. Now, that's not a recipe for long-term success in the modern NFL, but we're not talking about long-term success. We're talking about not being run off the field against perhaps the most explosive offense in the NFL. How do you how do you how do you keep them down? Don't give them the football. It's the only way. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Johnny, right back on Birds 365 tomorrow morning with Jody Mack, correct? Correct. Correct. Uh, back on Birds 365 uh, with Jody Mack tomorrow morning. Then it's uh, off to practice. And then got a little respite on Saturday and down to Lincoln Financial Field. Bright and early, Sunday morning. Well, an open invitation. I said to Jody Mack that getting John McMullen out to screwballs on a Thursday night would be extremely challenging because of the work, because of practice and everything going on down in South Philadelphia. But I do expect your sidekick. I do expect Jody Mack. Jody's going to be at uh, Screwballs? And, and 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 we're hoping that you are too. I said to Jody, I'll send over the Uber Black and pick up both. Uh, but that's next Thursday night is what we're planning. Um, but we want to try and work it around the ability for you to be here. So I don't know how that plays out unless you would leave South Philadelphia on a practice day and then and then come straight out to what is a great spot in King of Prussia and we'll have plenty of great food for you and all kinds of good stuff. And it's a great crowd that gathers Johnny Mac uh, here at Screwballs every Thursday night. We're here, Who's course. doing the show tonight, Krause? Who's doing the show tonight? Uh, I am here tonight. Uh, Luigi is joining me and the self-professed king of the coaching world, uh, Henry Rasich. So the three of us tonight will do countdown the kickoff a uh, special appearance by the Philly Godfather will join us as we look ahead because the Eagles now going into that game, by the way, I believe are seven and a half or eight point home dogs uh, in that game yeah. uh, on Sunday. So we'll get the betting uh, line uh, from the Philly Godfather. But John, always, always a packed house on a Thursday night. It's just a lot of, a lot, a lot of good fun. So look forward to it when you can do it. Uh, love to get the birds 365 crew out here. It'll be a lot of fun. Bye week. We'll we'll definitely do it on the bye week. We know that. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. All right, good stuff, John McMullen. Thank you so much. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until we see you again on behalf of John McMullen, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.